You're listening to the Traffic and Funnel Show. What is up, good people of the internet? This is Alan, producer of the TNF Show. On today's episode of the podcast, Taylor talks with Jake Randall of the Profit Junkie podcast about philosophical training over tactical training, focusing on health over wealth, and surviving and thriving during a crisis like COVID. Now, if you've already visited trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe, you would have gotten a special deal delivered to you last week. If you haven't done that yet, then you missed out on a great opportunity. If you want to fix that, visit trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe to get a free gift from us and also get access to special deals on our next level paid products. All right, here's Taylor and Jake. I'm a philosophical trainer above everything else. What, what I hate more than anything else is the tactical trainings. And it's like, it's, it's a love-hate relationship because you have to have them, sort of, you know. But then... I've always defaulted hard against them because I'm like, they, they change every three days and you can't really get anything to work tactically for more than a month, maybe, maybe a couple months, you know? And so the, the philosophy we developed early on, and I have to kind of go back to, because when I was, I think I was 10, 11 years old, I remember my dad pulling me out of school uh, every couple of months to go to these big simulcasts, John Maxwell, Patrick Lencioni, like the, you know, the leadership gurus. And I'm, I'm 12 and I just remember hating these things. I literally hated them. They were the most boring, nothing to do. Uh, there was Chick-fil-A. That was the saving grace as we got Chick-fil-A on the way. But I complained about it. And then, and then one day, like when, I'm, when people ask me this question that you just asked me, like what happened? How did this, how did you develop this? I started realizing that my philosophy started when I was 10, 12, 13. I just didn't know it. I wasn't aware of it. It was subconscious. I'm listening to Patrick Lencioni talk about dysfunctions of a team and focus and all of these things that don't mean anything to me as a kid. But once I started leading people, it was like, wow, that I, I am, my, the soil is healthy. You know, the ground is healthy. And I think a lot of people don't get that that option. And so in some ways I got really lucky because by the time I came into business, I already had the foundation. The infrastructure was sound. It was, it was tight. Um, and so my philosophy is that well, you can go into any of our sales meetings in any of our companies right now. And you can ask how many times do we follow up with prospects? And every single person in unison will say one word. You want to know what that word is? Yeah. Until <laughs> that's the word until how many times until, until what? Until we get them what they need. It's not about the sale. It's not about the money. All of the, all of the trappings of wealth are byproducts of servicing people. All of it. The cars, the watches, the income, the houses, all of it's just a byproduct. And what so many people do is they try to think tactically, how do we get more sales? And what we do is we reverse it around and we think philosophically, what do people need more than anything else? Well, they probably need some human interaction. You don't know what you need if you just bought something brand new. And then you're seeing our upsell funnel and you're like, I don't know if I need that or not. So you, you don't buy. And then, so we've got everything really turned around so that it's service first and everything else second. And out of that comes a lot of cool tactics, you know, like it, it comes, all of the tactical stuff comes like, what is, what does someone need the moment that they buy something? You know, they think that it could be fraudulent. It could be a scam, but they got emotional about it. So now they're going to refund, but oh wait, they got a phone call. They know it's, they know it's the real deal. And then what else comes out of that? We get to diagnose their situation and then maybe they need something different, but maybe we're going to give it to them for free because they took, just took a risk on, 
on a book. So we're going to give them a product for free. And then that product buys goodwill. And then six months later, they, they've given us $50,000 and they've got a multi six figure business and et cetera, et cetera. But that didn't come from us thinking like, how do we get more sales? It really came from us thinking, how do we make sure people get what they need as soon as they need it? Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And then, and, and what, the thing that fascinates me most about your success story is you've, able, you've done that in multiple companies. And I mean, you kind of like, I think so many people get bogged down in like, I'm the entrepreneur, I'm the freelancer, I've got to do everything in the business. And, and I don't, I don't know if you have any like uh, thoughts about this, but like, what do for you when you started experiencing growth? Cause I mean, I'm sure in the first days, like you were doing like all the copywriting and all of the, you know, every little piece of every little funnel and everything like that. But how did you approach team building and building out your teams and duplicating yourself and sort of working your way from freelance or like freelancer or, or whatever up into like multiple business owner? Cause you can't write, be in the minutia of everything, right? Yeah. I mean, um, philosophically, I think you have to first start with your belief. And I think the, and I'll give you the tactical answer in a second, but I think philosophically everybody believes that if you want it done right, you have to do it. What yourself, yourself. Yeah. You know, there, there are these things that we grow up with. Money doesn't grow on trees. If you want it done right, do it yourself. You know, uh, and these, these cultural isms stick with us and they develop roots inside of our belief system. And one of those is that, if you want to make a lot of money, you have to work what? Hard, yeah. you know? And then, so it's, you got to start with the belief system first and foremost in that me and Chris, when we struggled at the beginning, we, it's, it's largely because we felt like if you want it done right, you have to do it yourself. And if you believe that, then what are you going to communicate to your team subconsciously? You're going to believe, they're, you're going to communicate that they're stupid. You know, I got to do it for you. You know, what are you here for? And so you got to first develop the belief systems that are, you know, you can make more money without necessarily having to work more hours or work more bandwidth or et cetera. And we encourage everyone on our team, you know, what, I, what really gets on my nerves is entrepreneurs who they, they promote so hard that you shouldn't be an employee, that you should do your own thing. And it's like, well, you know what I see when I see that, I see maturity. I'm like, one day you're going to try to start a team and you're screwed. You're screwed because you've trained everyone that follows you for four years that it sucks to be an employee. You're screwed. You're going to have to undo all of that. And our ethos is different that I tell people all the time. If I would have found TF when I was younger, I would have stayed forever. Forever, dude. Like, I would have, the reason I went off, out on my own anyways is because I was making 35 grand a year and because nobody was coaching and, and developing me. And so we've tried to build an environment that people want to come and they want to stay and they want to put in their best. And we don't lose people because of that. So that's the first thing. Um, and I'm going off on a lot of ta uh, tangents here. But tactically, I always tell people this. There are two things that you can outsource. The first is you can outsource the actual work, right? You can outsource the, the hands that are doing the job. You know, go do this, fix my calendar, write this sales page, et cetera, et cetera. That's layer one and you'll get a little bit of freedom, but not much because you'll still be responsible. But the second thing is you can outsource your decisions. That's a different level. It's tier two of outsourcing. You know, tier one is, hey, I'm gonna pay you to do a job, come paint the house. Tier two, uh, the second level is like, I want the house to look different. Go figure it out. I don't care what color it is, right? Yeah. And so what we've really done well inside of all the companies is we've built a free market inside of the, the organizations. And so people are not told what to do and how to do it. They are given a target 
And then however they want to do it, it's fine. You know, they are able to control their own decisions. And that frees me and Chris up because we no longer have to tell them what to do. We don't have to do their strategy for them. We, we can give them advice and we're actually consultants in our own businesses. We're not laborers in our own businesses. And that's a big difference. Yeah. I think that's great. I'm actually, I'm personally, for, for me personally, I know our listeners are getting value too, but for me personally, I'm kind of struggling with this. Like I've got multiple businesses and I'm struggling like getting out of the minutia. So I'm part of this is selfish. So thank you. That's great. <laughs> Use it, man. <laughs> um, so when you, um, so when you, you and Chris uh, start this and now you guys have these multiple businesses and things, um, but what is, and, and we've talked about servicing and, and really going after and, and servicing people. Uh, how has uh, your mind, your guys' mindset changed with the whole uh, COVID thing? And like, how is servicing, has that affected your, any, like the, your clients and how are you reacting to that? Um, when it first started coming out, I remember, uh, I think this is the end of March, Nashville shut down. Um, we, we didn't really, I mean, at first I was like, probably everyone else, like whatever. But then when Nashville shut down and Charlotte shut down and it hit our homes and our, we couldn't have people in the office, uh, me and Chris were like, okay, let's sit down and let's do contingency planning across all companies. And we had level one, level two, level three. And level one was like, ah, it didn't really change much, but it was just annoying. What do we do? Level two was like, this is getting pretty tight. Um, it's going to affect us for a little bit. How do we transition or survive? Level three was like, we just got invaded by Russia. <laughs> like we're screwed. What do we do with our employees, with our buildings? And so we kind of built out a contingency system for each business because each business has different risks and different opportunities and different, you know, uh, payrolls. Yeah. And we sat with our leaders and we went through level one, level two, level three. And we let people know, like we asked them to let us know what, what to do with their departments in the event of level three, which would be like catastrophic. And what it actually did for uh, the two internet businesses, um, a little bit different in real estate, which we can talk about, but for the two internet businesses, sales mentor and TF, it, it, it sharpened everyone up like overnight. Because all of a sudden people were like, oh, what do we do if there's no meat on the bones? You know, here, mm -hmm. here's how we get efficient and tight. And, and so from March to April, uh, Sales Mentor grew by almost 400%. From March to April, TF grew by it was probably 25%. TF's bigger, so it's harder. It's, it's not going to quadruple. Um, we entered March of this year combined cumulatively probably doing a million and a half at this point right now we're doing close to four so in a month so it actually was the opposite of what we assumed it would be and i think most of it is because of how we reacted and how our leaders really tightened up um things have slowed down for sure on the real estate side simply because you know, that you can't get appraisers in the house, like appraisers are trying to do drive-by appraisals. And it's like, that's stupid. I've never heard anything as stupid as that. Certain <laughs> things are frustrating, but dude, for the most part, there's so much opportunity inside of, inside of difficult situations. And if you can develop the type of mentality that, uh, not that you're going to capitalize on pain or not, you're, you're not going to capitalize on crisis. Like I hear this phrase a lot, never waste a good crisis. I hate that. I think that's just disrespectful. But you got to be the person that can see through a problem into the opportunity behind the problem. And if you can develop that mentality, 
then your faith doesn't come from, you know, well, the economy is never going to crash. Your faith doesn't come from, you know, well, the U.S. dollar is always going to be on the high. Your faith comes in your ability to adapt. That's where your confidence comes from. No matter what happens to the economy, I'm agile enough to adapt to it. And a lot of people put their confidence in things that are stupid. Like, well, you know, the, the U.S. real estate market is always going to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's the wrong thing because it's always going to be in flux. It's always going to change. But you got to develop the ability to be agile enough to capitalize on whatever's in front of you. Yo, what's up, crew? Taylor Welch here. And if you're a fan of this show and you want to get a little bit deeper in your commitment to your business and your growth and your revenue, head over to trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you're going to get a free gift from us just to help you grow your business. And it's our way of saying thank you for joining the family. Our exclusive offers and deals usually show up to this subscriber community as well. So you'll get first dibs access on anything new, anything exciting. And most of the time that means profitability for you. Visit trafficandfunnels.com slash subscribe. I'll see you on the inside, my friends. Guys, what's up? My name is Taylor Walsh and we specialize in helping experts, client-based businesses grow their revenue with predictability and control and systems and all of the unsexy stuff that nobody else really wants to talk about. But I will tell you this, in the past four years, we've had several thousand clients. Last month in a 31 day period, our clients reported over three and a half million dollars in revenue that we helped them produce. So we have several hundred active clients at the moment. And what we've done is we sat down and we have a team of advisors that help consult with our clients and they're our inner circle and we've made a bit of their time available to you. And the purpose of this call is to really brainstorm with you. What are your goals? Where do you want to get to? Where do you see yourself in your perfect future? What do you want to accomplish? How many clients do you want to have? What's your revenue look like? What are all the big goals that you might not even know are possible? And we'll spend 45 minutes to an hour with you brainstorming through that and creating a plan, an actual blueprint that can be implemented to achieve the things that you want to achieve. And people report that these are the most valuable uh, couple of minutes they've ever spent in their life working on their business. And every single one of our multi seven or eight figure clients, this was the first step. You don't have to be a client. There's no pressure involved in this. Okay. This is literally the first step in acknowledging that, you know, to get to point B and you're at point A, there might need to be some changes in the middle to actually get to that destination. We're going to isolate those and tell you what they are. Sign up for this, show up, grab a notebook or something to take notes with. And my one piece of advice for you is be willing to go deep and talk about the things that you actually want to achieve and we'll help you build a strategy for that. Again, my name is Taylor. I hope to see you real soon on the inside and please take advantage of these calls. Visit trafficandfunnels.com slash book a call. That's trafficandfunnels.com slash book a call. You know, when you're, when you guys are looking at this, at your, at growing your businesses, I know like there's like levels, right? Like you make, you know, you, you had your, your moment where you probably had, you made your that $35,000 and you're like, you know, well that, you know, what's next, right? The goal, the bar gets higher, right? Once yeah. you make your first hundred thousand, like you think hundred thousand is a lot of money until you make it. And then you're like, Oh, I did it. Like, you know, your, your beliefs expand. Talk to me a little bit about some of those beliefs, uh, whether they're financial or not, but like some of those beliefs that you had to break through to get to where you are today. Yeah. I used to prioritize money so much that that was the biggest, um, that was the biggest motivator for me. And it was also the biggest fear for me that at some point the, fruits of my labor, I would realize it was luck 
and then I would go backwards, you know, and it's like for probably two or three years at the beginning, that was my biggest motivation is like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to go backwards because I just escaped, you know, like yeah. coming from, from my background, we had a, a $700 apartment in Cordova, Tennessee, which is a suburb of Memphis. And we had a grocery budget when we first got married. I worked at a church of, I think, $25 a week, uh, 25 or $35 a week. We were, we had nothing. I borrowed the ring that I proposed with from my grandfather. I couldn't afford anything. And uh, I remember one time we were actually going to go on a date night and I had to get something replaced in my car. So we canceled date night for four weeks. <laughs> I mean, that's the reality of where I came from. So when you come from a place like that, then you, you have some demons that will, will chase you down because your biggest fear is going to be like, I don't ever want to go back to that place. And, and you learn that that's not a very good motivator. Like running from a predatory animal in the sub-Saharan is not sustainable. So that's the wrong type of energy. Um, eventually, I learned to tap into the process. Like I'm who I am because of the process. I, am, I have what I have because of the process. And my fulfillment started coming from the process. You know, it's like, I have a personal trainer right now and he's just beating the daylights out of me in the gym and with my food. And he like basically is trying to get me to stop worrying about the scale and start worrying about at the end of the day that I check off what I was supposed to do. And I recognize that cause I'm like that, like, bro, you're using my own stuff against me right now from the business world. Stop it. Um, <laughs> I don't like it. So, but it's the same. If, if you can, for me, I had to work really hard, man, to not, let the money be the most important thing because as long as it is the most important thing, I think you'll struggle for a long time around mistreating people and taking really risky opportunities that you shouldn't have taken. And today, if you look into, if you crack open my psychology and really peer inside of it, um, I don't care that much about, about the revenue. I care more about health. Like I was joking with the guy yesterday, who we're doing some equity partnerships with. I was like, you know what the difference is between your money and my money is? And he's got a lot of it. He's, the dude makes, makes good, good money. Like, here's the difference. You work harder for your money than I work for mine. <laughs> they got to laugh, but I was like, that's true. That's what we focused on in the last few years is just how do we develop people, turn them loose, and really counsel them in a way that makes them healthier because the, the, the byproduct of a healthy tree is fruit. And so many people are just chasing the fruit, but it's like your tree's dying. Like you haven't watered that thing in like a year. Look at the tree. It's freaking shriveled up. And you're trying to get tactics to get the, the tree fruitful and productive. Dude, how about you just take care of the tree, take care of the root systems. And for us, that's become our mission inside of these companies is I want my COO to be healthy. I want my sales director to be healthy. I don't want them working 70 hours a week. I told my client success, uh, director at one of our companies just a few days ago i want you i want this christmas i want you to be making twice as much money but i want you to cut your working hours in half who tells their staff that well somebody who's focused on health somebody who's focused on the person becoming healthy and the byproduct of health is usually healthy fruit yeah i love that i think that's a good uh transition or a good analogy to transition a little bit to i'd like to talk a little bit about um sales mentor and or uh traffic and funnels um and a little bit about the services that you guys provide, because I think that, that, you know, a lot of salespeople, that analogy is going to hit pretty strong, right? About chasing fruit and the trees dying. 
Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about what you guys do at uh, Sales Mentor and tra uh, Traffic and, and Funnels. But it's totally different. Uh, sales Mentor is, is only sales training and we, we really teach people how to develop the skill set of sales and then find healthy companies that they can plug into and earn income. We, we created Sales Mentor selfishly for us, for TF, because one of the hardest things for me at the beginning was finding salespeople. Mm -hmm. And I would get them and I would train them and they'd, they'd leave because they know they know my stuff now and then they would literally go teach it. Like a lot of the sales trainers in the in the world today that are in our, our market, um, bro, I could send you their recordings of sales calls when they came in in 2016 <laughs> and they were learning from me. And so for a while I was like, this really sucks. Like I'm tired of training people and then they leave. Yeah. And I kind of had this epiphany that like the only way to avoid this is to just have so many of them, you know, that <laughs> you can bring them in. And I didn't want to pay headhunters five to five grand a pop just to find us people who worked at McDonald's and wanted a new job. And I was like, that's not, it's not good for us. Yeah. We started sales mentor to train people how to do sales. And it's really in the, it's the opportunity market. It's, it's a little bit of the biz op market where we'll take somebody who's never done sales before in their life and they want to, and they come in, they'll learn, and then we'll connect them with clients or show them how to get clients, show them how to negotiate with clients, show them how to lock down a good, healthy commission structure. Um, and then we also staff from sales mentor cool. So all of our salespeople across all companies at some point went through sales mentor. So that's where we find them. Um, Traffic and funnels is a full suite consultancy for people who sell to other clients or they have their own business. So it's more of an entrepreneur market, not an opportunity market. Somebody's already a little bit established, but they want to build the type of product that they can charge 8K, 10K, 15K, 35K for. And they want to develop the systems to find new prospects, enroll those prospects, and then deliver amazing results for them. So it's really a, it's a bigger type of product than Sales Mentor is. And a lot of times what we find is people in that program, once they scale through, evolve into like our higher ticket elite masterminds, they're ready to hire salespeople. And so we can pair those people from sales mentor with them as well. Um, what's, what's the biggest piece of advice you give uh, your new, your new uh, I guess, employees coming on to work for you? Employees, uh, team members. I thought you were going a different direction with that, but that's a great question. Tell me where you're um, going. <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna be like, "What's what's the one thing you tell people? What's the secret to success in business?" That's usually most people. They're like, I'm yeah. like "I have no idea. I don't know." Um, new team members, man, it's just like to plug into the company assets and to give it time. Uh, when we first started, man, we wanted everybody to be an ROI in like three days. And now we realize that people coming into our teams, it's how we have a little bit of a bubble, you know, as do you, I'm sure. When people come to work for you, it's like, oh, it's a lot different than working at Home Depot. Like, it's not the same. Like, you actually care about the success of the people on your team. And so now the biggest thing is like, when people join the team, it's like plug in 100%, like fully commit and just give it time. You know, be cool with yourself, do your best, but be cool with yourself. And it depends on which department too, because inside of sales, man, they're just like a bunch of, you know, crazy people. And you should see our sales meetings, people are yelling wins and excitement is through the roof. And so it's a little bit different based on the department, but the throughput of everything here at TF is like, just, we want you to be healthy. 
You should become a better dad from being here. Not just to, not just earn more money. You should be a better, you know, better partner from being here. And when people know that they, you can push them, they'll work really hard and they'll do a really good job because they know that they're not just being, you know, capitalized on for what they bring to the table, but they are a part of the team. Thanks for listening. For more from Chris and Taylor, visit trafficandfunnels.com and get a free gift just for being a subscriber. That's trafficandfunnels.com.